Welcome to the Kinship Care Liverpool podcast. My name's David. As always, thank you for the week of the best, the worst, and in betweens of being a kinship carer, kinship kid, and everything in between. As always, if you want to get in touch with us, the easiest way through our social media, through Facebook, through uh, Instagram, through two versions of Twitter, and obviously through um, however you're listening to that, you can comment, rate, subscribe, share. Obviously, if you subscribe, it will just pop up and download uh, straight away, so it's always easier. And uh, I say we are trying to keep these episodes under 20 minutes so that they are commutable and you can uh, listen to them on your, on your way to work or while you're doing the ironing or whatever it is that you, you're doing on the, on the school school run or whatever it would be. Um, as always, if you, uh, it, it is always nice to hear people talking about kinship. And one of the things that people have always talked about, especially because we're here in Liverpool, if you, if you followed us on, um, on Instagram across Kinship Care a Week, one of the things that I did... Uh, with with my daughter we went around here in Liverpool uh, all of the John Lennon statues now John Lennon is probably one of the most infamous kinship kids that there is we went around with Paddington who again a lovely kinship cook that he is um, and it's interesting when people do see kinship celebrities I suppose it is people like Davina McCall uh, Barry I hate it's Barry Keogh I think it is from um, Banshees of Inishirin and uh, you're great, great actors, uh, but I say John, John Lennon, Billy Connolly, uh, Oprah, Oprah Winfrey, Barack Obama, Jack, Jack Nicholson. I mean, when you actually, a lot of people, when, when you hear about people in care or in kinship or wherever it would be, a lot of people kind of almost like write them off, like, oh, they're already damaged, wherever it would be, you know, the way people have those kind of reactions. But when you actually look at the kind of success that a lot of them have had, it's, um, it's really... It's it's heartwarming in some ways, but it's all it all it also shows just how important your kinship families are. You know, you hear your, uh, Professor Green, the, the musician, um, talking about how his I think I'm sure it's his, his grandma who looked after him. Uh, but you have so many people who you know, have gone on to say, you know, I'm so glad that these people did what they did. You have this, um, so many people who would who would do that. Um, and I thought I did, I did this episode to sort of kind of praise a lot of these people who who are um, kinship kids and obviously the kinship carers themselves. I mean, you don't really hear a lot about them. Um, and I, I kind of do feel that they do need some kind of um, like, a, like a spotlight put on them uh, to just show you, know, you. It's because of you and your love and care and everything else that you've allowed this. You know, this child to have this wonderful childhood or you know, a childhood at least and they've gone on to do such wonderful things i think i'd start with john lennon because obviously that's as i say well I'll, i would say probably the most infamous kinship git um because because of just who he is i mean this is this is a guy who yeah obviously if you don't know who john lennon is i would recommend you pause on this podcast now uh go and spotify or go to youtube just type in john lennon and I will guarantee within two videos, within two songs, you will go, I know who John Lennon is. Obviously, John Lennon was one of the founders of the Beatles. Um, probably, if you... No, no problem. I, I don't even want to say probably. And this isn't a bias because I'm not a huge Beatles fan. But the Beatles are the, the biggest band that has ever been, ever. Full stop, end of discussion. I mean, they are... There's not, there's not even a question about that. You, know, you can't really, you can't really sit there and say, oh, but what about Led Zeppelin or what about Queen or what about, you know, Green Day or you, Nirvana, whoever you want to put in 
the greatest band of all time. The Beatles are the greatest band of all time. Now, the one of the things that I would say about that is when people say to me things like, oh, Nirvana are the best band of all time. And my reaction to that is always, name me 10 songs and then we'll talk. And nine times out of 10, if they're a huge Nirvana fan, they can do it. If they're not, they will stumble after maybe two or three songs. No one does that with the Beatles. Even if you're just the most casual Beatles fan of all time, you will be able to name 10 Beatles songs. That is the sign of a great, great performer. It's the same with when people talk about Frank Sinatra being a great, the greatest singer of all time. Um, and you... And or you know, there's so many people like that where you, for me, you have to have that kind of notoriety where you can name ten songs, you can name ten performances, you can name everything that they've done. Uh, and John John Lennon, obviously part of the Beatles. You know, we're talking you know, "Can't Buy Me Love," we're talking "Yellow Submarine," "Let It Be," "Hey Jude." You know, and we can argue. Well, maybe he didn't write a lot of those songs, but in my life. You know, it's probably one of the most perfect songs of all time, Day in the Life. Your Sgt. Pepper, which was one of the first albums, to uh, first rock albums to win the Grammy Award for Album of the Year. Uh, he went on to win that again uh, solo uh, uh, with Double Fantasy just before he died. Uh, and one of those things, a lot of people have said, well, John Lennon's only famous because he died. And that's probably one of the stupidest statements that anyone could ever make. That's a bit like saying Abraham Lincoln's only famous because he got shot. You know, that's that's not how that works. Uh, John Lennon was a huge proponent for peace. He wanted, you know, he did a lot of protesting. Um, he uh, obviously imagined is probably one is you hear here in the UK, in the UK in Liverpool uh, the John Lennon airport which has above us only sky from imagine and there uh, uh, you know this is a guy who's got a, an airport named after him I don't I don't recall an airport being named after Kurt Cobain that's that's when I'd stop with when people because I've had a lot of people say no it's Nirvana and it's it, it's just not um, but it's um, but John Lennon obviously went on to to have solo career. He was only obviously a solo career for ten years before his uh, untimely um, passing when he was when he was when he was killed. Um, but he went on to, to to be probably one of the like the highlights. I mean, even if you just take if you forget about his solo career and just see what he did in the Beatles, as I say, it, you come together, you help Hard Days Night. I mean, the fact that you know, he wrote Hard Days Night. In a night, you know, they 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 had the they had the title of a hard day's night, and the producer turned around and said, "Well, where's the song?" And they didn't have it. They were going to call. I think there was the the writer of the film who came up with that. Uh, I think it was Ringo actually came up with it. And he thought it was a funny thing to put it on, and then the producer said, "Well, we need a song," and John Lennon literally the next day went you know, went out the next the next night wrote a hard day's night that's that's you know, one of the best songs of all time a hard day's night you know, and whether you whether you want to do that thing that mccartney kind of likes to do where he goes well no actually hey jude i wrote that um lady madonna i wrote that you know, the fact that he wrote all you need is love is is enough um for for john lennon but um but there's so many more uh, kids, kids, Samuel L. Jackson, who every now, I think it's uh, it's him and I think it's Harrison Ford. Every every uh, him and Harrison Ford have got the the record for. I think he actually is now Samuel L. Jackson again. But he has been in the most box office films of all time. Obviously, he's part of the Avengers. He's been in the Star Wars films. He's been Oscar nominated for Pulp Fiction. Probably one, 
he's, he's one of those directors, if you watch him at the moment, he's in uh, an advert for the Warburtons, uh, for, um, uh, pretending to be um, the, the owner of Warburton. I, I love Samuel L. Jackson. He's so, so, so good as an actor, so funny, so wonderful. Uh, if you hear him in any interviews, he, he, he he's, um, you know, he's so warm, he's kind. You can tell that he really does love what, what he does and he loves being able to, to, to talk about it. Um, the next person, obviously, is Barack Obama, who was also a, um, a kinship kid, looked after by his grandmother, and he obviously became president, not just president, he was president twice, and it was almost a shining beacon during that time of the goodness of, of politics and trying to do the right thing. You know, I always think, if you ever want to see how great Obama was, you just had to almost look at what Trump did in his four years and just say, you know, it didn't even come close. Um, you know, his, his attempt at social, basically his, his version of the NHS with Obamacare was probably one of the biggest you know, breakthroughs. Unfortunately, it didn't do as much as it should have done. And, and that's more of a, a political issue. But the fact that it was even attempted, he, you know, he legalized gay marriages, which again, Trump decided, you know, I'm not doing that, which we can argue was a Republican thing, whatever it would be. But, you know, there's so much good that, that uh, I think he, became, he was a Nobel P, uh, Prize winner. I mean, he, he was just the most perfect president that there's been for a long, long time. He was a very much a beacon of hope. And, you know, a lot of, you know, first, obviously the first African-American, first black president. Um, he, he was very much a beacon of hope and you know, having all of those, oh, you know, it's, it's the thing, you know, where you, if, if you ever wanted to see the goodness in someone, I've always loved how it, you know, Obama interacted with anybody. And that's, that's always been great. Uh, we have obviously Jack Nicholson. Now Jack Nicholson's story is a little more interesting simply because of how, how it happened where his, his sister, his but sorry, his mum was, I think she was only about 13, 14 when she had him. And so they basically lied to Jack Nicholson for many years and told him that his his mum was actually his sister and his grandparents brought him up as parents. And he didn't find out until many years later. And I've said this before in a few episodes about how it really just, you, you wonder, you, you would love to be able to keep that secret, but obviously it's going to come out at some point and, uh, and it, it's, Really sad that that did happen, but uh, but Jack Nicholson went on to you know, become one of the, if not the best, the greatest actor of all time. I mean, again, when people say that, you you go, well, you know, what has he really been in? And you go, okay, let's just break it down. You know, let's just say one flew over the cuckoo's nest and leave it there. Uh, where one flew over the cuckoo's nest, Chinatown, Batman. He was he was he was he was the Joker. Um, you know, as good as it gets, um, about Schmidt. I mean, he is, um, in terms of endearment, uh, he's won three Oscars, I think two best, doctor, two best actor, one best supporting actor. I mean, he is, is the epitome of acting success. I mean, he really is. I mean, I, I love everything that he does. He, you uh, easy, I think he was an, I'm sure he's an easy rider. Uh, he was the, um, for those who love really bad movies, if you try and find the original Little Shop of Horrors, he was the the uh, the uh, the patient in that, which which I always liked to see. But again, he was the Joker. He was one of the bank, the most bankable stars of all time, 
this is a kinship kit that was able to do that. So, you know, along with like Samuel Jackson, along with, I say, Barry Keogh, who was Oscar nominated for the, um, the Banshees of Inishirin. He won the BAFTA for that. A great actor. Uh, I think, I'm sure he was in other films. I'm not, I've not really seen him in other, other things, but he's a great actor in things that I've seen him in. Um, but I'd say, if you watch that Banshees of Inishirin, mind blown how, how good he is in that. Um, and speaking of actors who collapsed as greatest of all time, say forget, I don't say forget about Jack Nicholson. Also Al Pacino. Um, Al Pacino, one of the greatest, I think he was actually voted the greatest actor of all time. Um, you know, the Godfather, Dog Day Afternoon, Heat. Uh, he won the Oscar for A Scent of a Woman, which I kind of felt was a sympathy thing for him because he, he just deserved it so often during during his career but absolutely amazing actor probably one of the the greatest actors of all time um one of the things that as, as i've said previously um the the one thing that's never really appreciated is kinship carers um you know the actual carers themselves and you, you do hear that I mean, obviously professor green and davina mccall and everyone like that they always talk about their, their grandmothers and people who looked after them and that's just yeah, it's wonderful. But one of the ones that I, I I did put a post up a while back on the on our Twitter, um, or, or on the Twitter, and the one that I never knew about, but it was really interesting to find out that Lionel Richie was a kinship carer. So Nicole Richie, who went on to do like Simple Life with Paris Hilton and those things, um, she was a kinship kid. And hearing his story about how this was a girl who it was like one of his dancers or backup singers. And she was just basically taking this girl around, you know, to these clubs and everything like that. And it wasn't a, a really safe environment for her. So Lionel Richie stepped in. He said, you know, I can provide a, a life and a you know, home, a steady environment for them and became a kid Shakira. And it's, I've never, you know, Obviously, Lionel Richie's fantastic himself, but it almost like it bumped him up like 20 points as to how great Lionel Richie was you know, for him to be able to do that. Um, and as I say, it's not a, um, it, it's very rare that you do hear about the kinship carers. Um, you know, and, and if they do, it's, it's usually um, just in passing but, or just general plays. But but it's really good to, to see that there are actually kinship carers out there who were famous as well that did take in kids um so that i say there's so many more if you go to the um uh, the, it's on the family rights group there's actually a, a thing it's called famous people raised in kinship care and it's it's got a list of just i think it's about 30 40 but people like isaac hayes uh 50 cent um your your brian cox who was the original uh bill clinton another president um so it's um Keown, it is Barry Keown. I always Keown. Maybe it's and maybe it's just the way I've heard it. Maybe it's the Irish uh, pronunciation. Um, but Naomi Campbell. I mean, there's so many. Your Tammy Wynette, uh, Willie Nelson. I mean, there's so many famous, infamous even kinship kids uh, that really do. They, they don't crow about it as much as as you think they would, and especially because kinship's been. It's it's almost getting to the point of it being a a byword, and and that's one of the things I always want for 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 kinship is that it does become something where people are appreciating and and really becoming aware of it. Uh, that it's it's the thing that you know when people talk about Mac, I've said it before when people talk about Macmillan when people talk about Roy Castle they know what what charity is talking about they know what's going on but when you say kinship 
you still get that blank face from a lot of people. Um, but I do think that your kinship kids should be praised. Now, it doesn't matter if you're an Oscar winner, whether you are winning Grammys, whether you are an Olympic medalist, whether you're just who you are, whether, you, whether you're just getting through life, you, you, should, be, you should be appreciated uh, that you have got where you are. Uh, so if you are a kinship kid, if you listen to this and thinking, well, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm only working at, in, in, a, in a call centre, I'm only working in a shop, don't, don't be thinking about it like that. Think about it as you, you are getting through what a lot of people don't. Uh, you know, a lot of people do you know, give up, and that's an unfortunate aspect of, of life. You know, some people do not get this far. Um, so if, even if you are you're working, wherever you're working or doing whatever you're doing, you're doing a great job doing it. So it's, um, I'm not going to say that you give, give time, you're going to be winning Grammys and Oscars, but who knows? Uh, so if you are a kinship kid, if you listen to this and you are a younger kinship kid, uh, I, I, there is there is no rating on this. I, I, I've avoided, I hope, uh, any swear words or anything like that. I just want this to be sort of a, 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 P, you know, a U to PG um, thing. So there's no there's no reason for anyone under the age of 18 to, to not listen to this. But if you are listening to this and you think, you know, I don't, I'm a kinship kid. What, who have I got to look up to? You've got, you, you've got. You've got Nick Fury to look up to. You've you've got you've got the Joker to look up to. There's a lot of people, John Lennon. Yeah, there's a lot of people. If you're sitting there with a guitar, thinking I'm a kinship head, what am I going to do? Think about there are so many Willie Nelson, as I say, Tammy Wynette, John Lennon, Billy Conley, who's my absolute idol. I didn't even mention Billy Conley, who's my you know for me one of the greatest stand-up comedians of all time, one of the greatest comedians of all time. Um, he was brought up by 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 his aunties, and I I absolutely think you know, it, that shaped him and it shaped his comedy and it made him who he is. If you hear him talking about his auntie, and uh, you would say, "Oh, she would knit me clothes, but she'd knit she'd she'd knit them so that they fitted my jacket, but not with me in it." So I'd be like sitting there, like stuck up like a mummy and just hearing him talking about those people and you know it's, it's always it's always good and i say that's that's one avenue of you if you can make a if you can make a, a job out of making people laugh that's that's always great um so as always if you're going to get in touch with us easiest way is through our social media through the facebook instagram uh the two versions of the twitter uh there's lots of ways to get in touch with us if you listen to this on any of the of the, the podcast channels or anything like that even if you've got the one thing that i do love now is if you actually go to amazon if you go to um if you if you are, have got an alexa and you say hey alexa play kinship care liverpool it will actually do that and i'm trying to avoid doing that because i'm near an alexa and it's probably going to start turning on but um care liverpool from amazon music here's episode 91 kinship care liverpool traveling abroad something like that <laughs> so uh so I so say, if you do have a, an Alexa, if you do just say "Kids of Liverpool podcast," it will start. Um, it will start that up. So um, it's so it's always good that technology is is joining us on the way here. So as always, if you want to get in touch with us, easiest ways through those ways. And uh, thank you much for listening. My name is David, and you listen to the Kinship Care Liverpool podcast. <laughs>